しさにまぶたを閉じた君のこと誰の目にも触れない影に Hey everyone, and welcome back to Class 1A, a My Hero Academia podcast presented by Popped Off. As always, I am one of your hosts, Andrew Nimsgren, and alongside me, I have James Graham and Dylan Beal for our second character deep dive of the show, I guess you can call it. I guess it's kind of, yeah, second one we've done overall. Last time we did Bakugo, so make sure to go back and check that out. But today, we will be going through the fan favorite, Kirishima. So, I don't want to get you guys' impressions about him yet, but how excited you guys to record this episode? I'm super excited. He was uh he was actually like widely requested. Like if it was cool. Like this is like he is probably our biggest like fan feedback one. So we're I'm I'm, I'm stoked to do it for the people. That's, I'm here for the people to do this for the people. Yeah, I think one of uh, my favorite emails that we got about him just said Kirishima, and that was it. <laughs> that and was it. Yeah. Email, I think Kirishima. it literally just said like I I think it was like based off the it was right around the back of one when I'm like hey send us in like your feedback for the next character deep dive. Literally one word Kirishima. I'm I love like, it. Sold. They have spoken. <laughs> we have to do it, and we have had a couple other ones. So thank you to everyone that did write in with this. Um, we really enjoyed doing the character deep dive. I'm really excited for that, especially with Kirishima where. I think a lot of them fell in love with him this last season, so it's going to be kind of fun to talk through the entire timeline of our favorite points with him, our initial impressions, and where we are kind of on him now. But before we do get to that, we have a couple of things to lead off the show with. Yeah, and if you like the show, make sure you tell all your friends about it, and make sure you leave a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Yeah, so if you have any suggestions for additional notes, uh, in this case with this episode, uh, something we missed in regards to Kirishima or who you want to see us do next, uh, hit us up over on Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at poppedoff.com. But with that, let's start off the character deep dive on Jiro Kirishima with a little bit of general information. He was born on October 16th. At the end of Season 4, he is currently 16, very similar to a lot of the members in Class 1A. Um, we don't know too much about his family at this point. Um, we did get one mention of his mother. That's pretty much just his unnamed mother on his wiki page um, during the Crimson Riot chapters where we little, learn a little bit more about his passion for him. And then, most importantly, the hard and true ability. His quirk is hardening, which pretty much gives him enhanced durability and enhanced strength which is limited by his stamina. So as we've seen in multiple battles, if he takes enough hits, eventually he just kind of runs out of stamina and he has to kind of loosen his form. But otherwise, he's able to harden and control any parts of his body, including his whole body, in the super moves that we will talk about later on in this episode, I'm sure. But not too much. I think with Bakugo, we talked a little bit about his parents and all that kind of stuff. But just overall, what do you think about Kirishima's quirk? I mean, when you first heard hardening as his quirk, like, I can get hard. Like, what's so special about it? But, um, this... So, I, no? I think, I think, uh, skipping past that very quickly, um, I, I think, uh, <laughs> it's an interesting quirk because, um, we talked about this, I think, a couple times in that, um, uh, Horikoshi, right? That's his name, right? Yeah, Horikoshi. Yeah, Horikoshi does such a good job of setting up people to have really awesome quirks, regardless if they're main characters, side characters, whatever it is. Um, and so his introduction is really cool because it's like, yeah, it's such a basic ability, but the way that they show it is really cool. You know, he's hardening like um, his his arms, like to like be offensive. He can harden his body to kind of be defensive. Like, I don't know. It's like such a basic quirk 
but it's cool and like when it when it got introduced i was like oh that's cool that's like a solid that's a solid like superpower yeah it's not it's like that's just it like like kind of like you said like her coach does such a good job with taking these very generic uh type like abilities that you know and i think in like western comics would be kind of passed over you know what i mean but they've he he allows characters to manifest it in such a way that makes it so so interesting and that makes you like really double down on the quirk like even if it, it does have a very basic rudimentary idea behind it yeah and it it's definitely the same way we talked about it pretty much with every single quirk whenever we talk about a quirk and dylan kind of got to a little bit is that they do such a good job of turning every single quirk no matter how basic it is into something cool and even if the quirk isn't cool or unique as we see with tetsu tetsu which we'll talk about later as well that they still find a way to make the character unique, whether it's from their background, from their motivation, from how they interact with the other people in the world. So they just do such a good job of, even though Hardening doesn't seem like a super impressive quirk, they make it damn cool in the show, and they make Hiroshima such a fun character that you can overlook the fact that there are so many people, even in just Class 1A, that have much cooler quirks than him, but you still like Hiroshima more than him. Yeah, there's no plain quirks. They don't really let it happen. You know what I mean? Like you. Yeah, they make up that. They make that up by the character. Yeah, exactly. Except for Mineta, which is just I can't wait. To <laughs> I was gonna say Saro because he's like he's literally described as the plain character, but don't don't hate on Saro. I, I, I like yeah, Saro. Saro's good shit. I like Saro. So let's jump in our time machines and go back to what I forgot what number I said from last time. I think it was like 2010 is when the first season came out um, of My Hero. Um, for I think that was a dub. I don't remember exactly what it is. It was a long time ago. Let's jump way back and go back to when you're watching the show for the first time. What are your initial impressions of Kiyoshima? Alright, well, first of all, I just want to bring up, you said 2010. I, it for sure wasn't 10 years ago. Yeah, I just graduated well, in 2010. I, I still thought it was like 2015. I'm not going to lie. I thought <laughs> that was like five years ago. So like 2014, maybe it, it, 2013. Yeah, I think, I think 20, I think probably 2014 to 16. Is probably when like the dub was coming out and stuff, um, but yes, I, I I get the sentiment. Let's jump back in yeah, time. Yeah, come on, yeah, let's go. First impressions. Stop yeah, me off. My 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 first impression was I don't I, I like I like uh like the tanky kind of characters, um you know, and so like I I feel like he like fits that role super well, and I just kind of like them. You know, it's not like um I don't know like a Bakugo where I where I see him where I go yo, that's a sick character. Um, but he he's just like a like you know no, no pun intended but he's just a super solid character you know uh, like you you saw him in and he just he fits in the class really well um, he doesn't necessarily like at the beginning stand out or anything um, but he's just like a really solid member of the class and like there's a lot of moments of where he would come up in the show um, you know while they were doing their random trainings or whatever and he was on a team or where I go oh cool like I like Hiroshima like. It, it, he, I don't actively hate him. Like, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's see how his quirk interacts with these other ones. Yeah, that was just it. It was always like, my thing was like, you know, you like he didn't really get like. I mean, there was no. He was never painted in a bad light to begin with. Um, he rolled with Bakugo, and that was really the only thing you could really pin against him because everybody was like, "Damn, Bakugo's a dick." You know what I mean? Like initially, but like What's here's called. Oh, uh, the three of them. Uh, Bakugo. Is the box? I thought they were just called the boys or something like that. Like it was, it was like something real generic. Like we'll, uh, we'll call them the Baku boys. Yeah, we'll call them Baku boys. There we go. But yeah, so like 
he was always like again like a part of that little trifecta with Kaminari and Bakugo, right? But they never made me dislike him. I like initially really liked Kaminari, so I knew every time I got to see Kaminari, I got to see uh, Kirishima was just there by association, right? So. Yeah, like, I mean, it was just one of those things that I wanted to see how it manifests. And then, once I got the Tetsu Tetsu match, like, that's when I was like, okay, this guy's this guy's sick. Like, him and Tetsu Tetsu squaring off was great. Yeah, I mean, at least kind of going through the first season, I thought he was the most side character of all side characters, like, ever. Like, you recognize him. You know who he is. He has a right the red hair, but his quirk isn't flashy, so it's never going to overdo the main characters of the show. But they're always going to be in the background for comic relief and all that kind of stuff. And I always liked him. But I never thought he was going to be more than that. I recognized him. I probably learned his name about the Tetsu Tetsu fight. It's like when I actually learned his name and knew it. His first whole season. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a rock guy. Yeah, it's kind of like how guy. I always knew him as a first season. And I didn't hate him. And he's definitely evolved into something a lot different than that. A lot more away from the side character. But originally he was just like cool he was there but there was 10 people i liked a lot more than him but whenever he was on screen and did something cool i cheered it's kind of how my initial impressions were him were for him but i guess really with that there's not many key moments for kirishima early on in the show so we had the um i'm blanking right now did the usj incident happen before or after the school festival it happened before because they used the school festival as like good PR. Got it. That's right. That's right. That's right. So that's going to be the really the first big one. I had both of them on my list. I forgot which one I had to go through first though. Well, that was a very first big one. When everyone separated, we had Kiyoshima and Bakugo working together. This is the first time we really see them in combat together using their quirk. And they take out the villains. They had to fight pretty easily and go back to the front gate to help protect the rest of the crew. And then ultimately, both of them, specifically Kaminari, in this case that we're talking about, goes down and helps fight Shigaraki and takes him on straight on before All Might arrives. And even as All Might is there, he continues to help. Kirishima, not so Kaminari, but yeah. Kirishima, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry. I know. They're, they're, like, they both roll in the same crew. They have similar names. Like It's, it's confusing. Know, it rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Um, so this was really the first time we saw him get screen time. Because I'm pretty sure it was um, Kirishima, Deku, Todoroki, Bakugo. Maybe, uh, to, um, no, I think it was that's just those pretty much it's, yeah, it's, Oh, Ida as well. Like, I mean, Ida as well. Yeah. So this was the first time he went from a side character to a main character. And just, did this, is this a changing point for you? Or was he still that same kind of character and this didn't do much for you? This was a big moment for him as a character. But like you both said, it was kind of a sports festival when he started caring about him. That's when I learned his name. I even said it myself. So what did you think about this interaction with everyone? I mean, so even when, even in, like, the, the USJ attack, like, when he's with Bakugo, like, Bakugo is clearly the dominant one throughout that little fight scene that you do get to see. Like, Bakugo's just kind of, like, chirping Kirishima and stuff like that. And, like, I guess that's still their relationship. Like, that's still, like, car- it still carries forward like that. But, like, you just didn't know that that's how the two would always interact. So, you just kind of had to take it at face value, right? So, I was just like, okay, well... Bakugo's finally got a buddy, you know what I mean? Like, and that's that's basically how I saw it. I wasn't surprised that he tried to frontline because of his quirk. Like, I mean, his quirk, like, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's definitely first in, first out, uh, you know, first in, last out kind of, kind of, kind of character, right? And they established that very early that, you know, a lot of his, a lot of his character is built around this, you know, like, I'm either going in head on or I'm going to defend everybody, right? So I wasn't 
shocked by that, right? But like, yeah, it was it was a sports festival when we really started like cementing them. And for me, I, I went back and watched some of these scenes because obviously early on there's not many scenes for uh, Kirishima, so I wanted to go back and watch them and kind of to see how he interacted at that moment. And something that really stuck out to me here is, I think he was better prepared to be a hero earlier than almost anyone else in the class. Is because the second they defeated the villains, Bakugo wanted to go and try to find the head of the villains attacking, while Kirishima instantly said, if we're still in the building, the rest of the class must be, and we need to go save them now, because not everyone's as strong as us. And just seeing, like, Bakugo, when we, we've talked about it before, Bakugo wants to take down people to save people, but Kirishima has that same mentality that Deku does, that I need to go save the people and then fight to do so. So I really thought that was a really cool moment. And he also, very early on, has always been calling Bakugo on his bullshit, which definitely helped him grow as a character and stand out as a character, is that he was never afraid to speak his mind. And he even said to Bakugo that we need to go protect the class. And that's why they go up and find the rest of the crew and take on um, the teleporting villain um, before they go down to fight Shigaraki and the rest. Yeah, so um, I want to harp on that a little bit more because um, I think that was a really good direction of the show. Because I think very easily they could have just made that crew, you know, uh, Bakugo and his lackeys, you know. And I think I think they, it, that, that could have just been a thing that happened. But I'm really glad they were able to take uh, Hiroshima and make sure that he's still like his own person. He has his own values that are kind of different from Bakugo's, like you were saying. Like, he, he clearly has some priorities and he, like, speaks them very loudly. So um, I am really glad that they made that decision. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's not like, I mean, out of, the, out of you know, Bakugo and his lackeys, like, both of his buddies kind of have their own, like, thing going on, right? Kaminari not nearly as much in the spotlight as Kirishima, but, I mean, Kaminari is very much coming to his own character as well. So, like, I mean, just further praise to the fact that they haven't made this, like, their own little mini crew, and that's how it's always been with Bakugo at the forefront, right? These are very much three individual characters. It's... Very much the same mentality with less screen time than the Uraraka, Ida, Deku one. Like they're a crew, but they each are very much their own characters. And this is just the B side of that. Baku is clearly more important than the other two. But Kirishima is coming in his own limelight. And who knows, we didn't expect a whole season of Kamina, uh, Kirishima in season four. So maybe season five is going to be a lot of Kaminari. Like at that point, it's hard to know what's going to happen. But that's very much how I treat them. That it is, if Bak, if it was... The story told from Bakugo's side, Kaminari and Kirishima would be the Ida and Uraraka of the show, pretty much. Yeah. But, so, and then going from that is there's, um, the sports festival comes up next. And during the sports festival, we have him on Team Bakugo in the horse races. Um, he has one kind of standout moment um, after the giant robots fall on top of him um, by Todoroki freezing them all and making them fall. And then, obviously, we have him in the two one-on-one fights against Tetsu Tetsu, which I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about. But also, he does end up fighting Bakugo as well. So, let's kind of start at the earlier on from either the race or the um, horse race. I mean, do you guys have anything to add on that? Otherwise, I have a little bit of a moment to talk about here. His his foot race part is just like, it's just a badass Kirishima moment. Because he just tears through it and gets pissed off at Todoroki, right? Like, and I think that establishes very quickly, like, okay, like, they do set the tone very quickly that, uh, like, Class 1A is, like, their quirks are just that good because, like, of who's in there. But, I mean, like, one of the most, 
basic kind of bland quirks just has like a, a great showing point initially. And I think that was, I think that was good for Kirishima and it was good for the quirk side of thing as well. Right. Absolutely. And then, yeah, that was the one really cool moment there during the um, actual race. But going into the horse races is, it also goes to show another one that Kamenar. God, why do I keep saying Kamenar? Kirishima. Kirishima. Kirishima, Kirishima. We're talking about him. Um, came up to Bakugo. Obviously, they're already kind of lackeys and buddies, so that helps their case. But he comes up to Bakugo telling with the reason of why I'm the best one to join your team. And that was to be the front horse, because obviously he's the tank of any party. But he can also sustain Bakugo's blasts. And there's just a lot of funny moments and interactions between those two throughout the entire thing. Especially when Bakugo gets pissed off against class um, 1B and just goes rage. Like, Kaminari is like, Hiroshima is like, what the hell is going on? And then totally gets into it. So this entire, the horse race was another moment that is actually when I learned his name. When he went up and pitched it, and then obviously they kept going to Team Bakugo so often. That's the part where I learned his name. Because like, okay... He's here enough. I need to know what I guess you need to talk about him. I got a what question if you know his name now, though. You keep calling him Kaminari. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I'm not... I don't know. I give up. <laughs> but, uh, Anything to add about the first two parts, Dylan, or you want to just talk about the fights? No, I just want to talk about the fights. Yeah, no. The Tetsu the, Tetsu fight is... The Tetsu Tetsu fight is the first fight for his tournament, and... Obviously, if you guys don't understand, we'll go more in depth on it later. You guys go in depth as you want. But if you don't understand, this was the fight between Tetsu Tetsu and Kirishima, where Tetsu Tetsu has the quirk steel, which pretty much is just hardening with metal versus hardening in rock. So it was steel versus rock. And they ended up both just beating the shit out of each other for so long that they both passed out at the same time and had to come back in later to an arm wrestle wrestle to decide the winner. And. Kirishima did end up winning, and that's why I went on to talk and fight Bakugo. I, I loved this fight. It was so good. Like, um, I, I think it really showcased, like, obviously, they just had, like, the, the two matching quirks, and they just, like, bashed them up against each other, which I think is a very obvious pairing that they had to do. Um, but it also, one, it ends up being super hype because they just fight until they both pass out. And then they also have a pretty good comedy moment of where they're like, uh, uh arm wrestle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and um, but something that I did notice when I went back and watched the fight this morning is they both had the same exact introduction as well. So they said their quirks, and then the manliest uh, member of Class One A and then the manliest member of Class One B is their introductions as well from President Mike. So even going down to the introductions, is that their quirks and personalities are very similar. So um, I think if we're on this track, I have a I have the list of all their oh, similarities. Yeah, play, just, yeah, just just bang through the list, man. <laughs> okay, so here 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 is how similar they made these two characters. They both share the same birthday, which is October sixteenth. Um, they both uh, chose fourth kind. Uh, he was the person with uh, four arms for their workplace experience. Um, they share the same stats in the official character book. Their their abilities are basically the same exact thing. Um, they they both have those pointy teeth that I think only Sarah like like a... also has. No, Sarah's only... got Sarah's got like super straight teeth because he's so oh, you're plain right. looking. He super... Yeah, yeah. So so these are the only characters with pointy teeth, I think. Um, they both have like kind of similar hero costumes, which is funny because they both, you know, like that, that was like this supposed to be like a separation point. Um, their super moves are the same of where they just kind of harden more. Um, 
uh, like Andrew was saying, they have the same exact introduction into the sports festival. Um, their their hero names are both start with R, so that's Red Riot, um, and then Real Steel is Tetsu oh Tetsu. That's such a bad name. That's a, I like um, it. I think it's a good name. <laughs> yeah, and and also um, something I, I found out is that their quirks are both introduced uh, fairly quickly um, at the same time. Um, so they both kind of emerged from the wreckage of the villain bots at the beginning. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. Yeah, he, he does pops out right next to him as well. Yeah. So an- another really, I, I don't know. I really like, I, I like how they're so similar. Uh, it's just, I don't know. It's a really good running gag. I think it's so funny. It is. And then, yeah, and the, one of the running gags that comes out of this is they're best friends after this. Oh, they, they love each other. They respect each other for so much that now they're best friends coming out of this. And this whole thing was fun, but it was also very much... It was a good moment to show that you they show so many similarities here, but you still most people still cheered for Kirishima. Um, and that they're both just adamant as hell. Like they don't give up, they keep fighting, and again, every single time you kinda of learn a new quality about Kirishima, it just more reinforces the fact that he's ready to be a hero more than anyone else. And once we get to season four, I think that starts to show. Um, more realistic that he is, I think, closer to hero than even Deku, Bakugo, and Todoroki is at this point. Um, but all of his traits just line up to show that he's a good-ass dude. He has a pretty solid quirk, no pun intended. And he's just fun to be around. So I, I really enjoy every single moment we get with him. It gets better and better. But going out of the Tetsu Tetsu fight, we do end up going and having him fight against Bakugo. Where he does... Do all right off the beginning. Um, he gets through a couple of blasts. He actually gets a punch onto Bakugo's face. Cuts him up a little bit. Then after that, Bakugo's like, well, actually, I'm not dumb. I know how your quirk works. And then he just gets like 1,800 explosions blasted into his chest. And that's where we kind of learn about what his weakness is. And he's mentioned before, but pretty much if he just takes enough hits from any source of damage, that eventually he just can't sustain it anymore. And then he loses the fight. So... There, I don't know how much there's to talk about unless you two want to. I think it was just a good way to show that, yes, he is strong and he belongs to be there. But compared to just the excessive force of someone like Bakugo, he still needs to find a way around that. I think I think it's a good I think it's a good opportunity to transition to the point that he can reinforce his quirk like and like train it like like they mentioned in the show like there is like you know the whole like everybody's training up their their uh, you know their quirk and stuff like that to either you know do more firepower sustain longer deal with something but with Hiroshima it's he literally just builds up durability he builds up how many hits he can take before he loses his quirk and basically he does that with Ojiro kicking the crap out of him with his tail because it works kind of in unison Ojiro's tail gets stronger and Hiroshima's body gets harder right so I think that's a really cool way of doing it like how do you make something you know stronger well you just you know you keep hitting it and make it build up these layers of you know durability right yeah, absolutely. But from there, we don't really see too much Kirishima for a while. Um, we do see his um, Cementos fight um, with Kirishima and Sato go against Cementos for the summer, um, for the final exam. And they do end up failing that portion of it, which ends up putting them into the remedial classes during summer camp, which means they're not part of fights or anything like that when Baku is abducted. We don't really see him too much. And the next time we do end up seeing him is during the Kamino arc, is when he goes with Ida, Todoroki, um, and Deku, and Jiro, Momo, Jiro, Momo. Um, Momo, to go and save Bakugo. 
So as a quick refresher for that, the four, five of them seek out. They put on their disguises. They go down to the Camino Ward where they find All Might and All for uh, One fighting. And then they do their ice ramp with like a cart thing um, over the top. Kirishima calls out to Batko, who blasts up to them, and they all get away safely without being hurt. So, I don't know if the whole planning and much had actually much to do with Kirishima. We saw that he cared, he actually cares about Batko in this moment because he admitted that he knows he's the only one Batko would listen to, and he spent all of his money on night vision goggles um, to be able to see it, which ended up leading to a funny moment afterwards. But before we get to that, like, the whole communal arc saving Bakugo here. What are your thoughts about Kaminar here? Or even for me, I felt like he was a bit of a side character in this little arc saving Bakugo. But it was cool to start seeing that they're more than just like classmates. Like they are becoming close friends and they do um, have some feelings for each other. Yeah, I, I think that was the definite like important bit here uh, for Kirishima. Um, is just solidifying that, that fact that like him and Bakugo are boys. And, like, they, they really need to show that. Because, like, um, I you could have slotted anyone in there and been like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Bakugo says that he hates all of us. But, you know, at the end of the day, he respects us. But, no, that's not true. He doesn't really respect anyone except <laughs> his, his two boys, really. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's basically it. And, like, the other thing is, too, is that, like, the fact that because of where Kirishima was, uh, he had no real play in the fact that Bakugo got abducted. And that, like, they did a good job of presenting that it weighs on him really heavily that he like, he couldn't do anything to help his friend. And like, again, it's further solidifies that they're not just like, it's not a lackey, you know, boss relationship. It's they're you know, they are friends and stuff like that. Right. So I think, I think it was a good like bit of development there as well. Just like, you know, really driving that relationship home. Um, and of course, uh, in typical Kirishima fashion, he weighs it back to the fact that he couldn't save Bakugo, not being just not just a hero, but not a man. Because Kirishima's favorite thing is manliness, and whenever he does something unmanly, it is very... He, he, he beats himself up about it, maybe a bit more than he should. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, of course, like the following week, whatever, when Bakugo is saved and all that, and they're all back in front of the dorms... Um, Bakugo goes and beats up Kaminari, <laughs> which he doesn't take his lunch money. It pretty much looks like he takes lunch money, but he just does that to cheer everyone up and then does pay back uh, Kirishima, which again reinforces that, no, they're friends. Like, Bakugo has some guilt for being captured and being weak enough doing that, but also he does admire and respect uh, Kirishima enough to at least pay back um, all the money he spent on the night vision goggles. He made his buddy sad, man. He wanted to, he wanted to make them feel better. He was, you know, exactly. A Bakugo, but, that guy's got depth. Yeah. <laughs> Check out a character deep dive for a full thoughts of Bakugo. Uh, there you go. Nice little plug halfway through. And then again, after this very long period where we don't get much Kirishima, we see him briefly during the whole licensing exam, but. He gets turned into a meatball right away. Doesn't really help much in that fight. Um, he makes a couple other appearances, but overall, very much a non-factor in the entire training arc. And then really, it's not until season four again where he comes in. I mean, we get a little bit of him during his internships and all that kind of stuff, but then we come to season four, Kirishima season. I mean, he's it is Deku slash Mirio and Kirishima. Like, those are the two 
groups of main characters throughout the entire one, and that starts with his agency work as Fat Government Agency, where we're introduced to, um, oh, why am I blanking on his name right now? Uh, Big Three. Uh, ta- oh, Tama, God, yeah, yeah. Tamajiki. Amajiki. Amajiki. There we go. Yeah. That was very close. Uh, yeah, I forgot. I had not thought about that in a while. Um, Amajiki, Fatgum, and um, Red Riot. We see him multiple times. This is the first time we learn about the uh, cork boosting bullets. This is the first time we see um, his super ability. Just overall, what's your thoughts about him being brought into the Fatgum agency and starting to get more of the spotlight here? So. I think so. The so this is actually um, some episodes that we recorded um, alongside um, the the show as it was coming out. So our, our thoughts were like super fresh on this at the time. Um, when it was going through, we like our sentiment was, "Oh, this is awesome! Like, I'm so glad that like they're having you know they're giving Kirishima like one episode to like do his thing. That's so cool." Um, and we were super excited about that. And I definitely. I think we all have this sentiment is we didn't realize they were actually going to turn him basically into a main character, um, which I think is such a good use of Shonen. Um, like being able to like recognize that your show is going to go on for a really long time, right? At some point you kind of got to make everyone a main character. Um, and not, not just because you're running out of ideas, but because that's how you do it. You know, you flesh out your characters, you give them time to shine, you bring them into the forefront, you, you, you make them full, well-rounded characters and that's what they did with kirishima and it was awesome because i mean i mean i i think i think i know the moment that like stands out for all of us like the uh the what was it red riot um red riot unbreakable, unbreakable. yeah like i mean that that's, like that scene and, and that that like still frame from it too just and it, so yeah. good and I think I, I think I explicitly remember mentioning this when we recorded the episode too. But if you look like a, at a side by side of the manga page and the, the the screenshot, they're identical. They're like they're like, and I guess that was a huge community concern. It was like, I hope they don't screw this up. And it was like, it was exactly what everybody wanted, right? And yeah, like I mean, I had no idea going into season four that we were gonna get this. I was like at the time, I was just stoked for Amajiki because I really liked the character. Uh, but then you just get all this development from Kirishima and like not only do you see like growth but you get his backstory as well as as far as like his obsession with like Crimson Riot like and all that stuff like I think it's like that is like I don't know like you can't uncement a character after you execute his story so well and like I think everything leading up to it with not only not only with Crimson Riot but when he was a kid and you find out him and uh, what's her face have a actually Mina. who Mina Mina actually have like a history together and stuff like that. Like it was just like I don't know I don't know how you could have done it better. Like I I really don't. Yeah, they, they literally flushed out. Is after knowing him for three seasons at this point and liking him and all that, they instantly yeah they instantly turn him into a main character because they give him the full back story episode where. Um, we see him pretty much suffering from self-confidence issues, which I think is really cool to see from him. Someone that takes manliness and is pretty much just solid as a rock when it comes to a team and is always just really trying to be there for the people around him. He suffered with confidence issues. He didn't know if he was going to get the UA or what the next steps were going to be. He always was very hard on himself for not stepping up and saving people or helping people when he could. So you saw that there were the early elements of Kirishima and seeing who he turned to now, 
dyeing the hair, having the whole interaction with Mina saying, like, I won't tell anyone until you're ready, and all that stuff. I think there's a lot of really cool moments there, but you also make his story fun, but, like, exciting to watch. Like, they just really did do him such a good justice, and I do remember the moment, like, yeah, sick. We got the Kirishima episode, like, we're gonna get the Uraraka and Gang episode next. It's like, the number of times we said that, like, we can't wait till they get their own episode. Because it only makes sense. Like, all the agency people are going to get them. And maybe we're going to see um, Hawks in um, them down south. We saw, we saw nobody else. Nobody else. <laughs> Which, there isn't a problem with that. Because, yeah, so we got a couple of episodes here. We got the backstory episode. And then it kind of moves into the Shihasaki arc going down there. Which he's still again, a like, he's still a huge portion of it, right? Like yeah, I mean they think they have an episode and a half. They have at least a full episode, maybe an episode and a half. I don't even remember. They, so they, they have an episode and a half because like I think the fight um, that him and Fat Gun have against that one uh, Tenge. Yeah, he, Tenge. He was one of the eight bullets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so during I think that fight, it took an episode and a half to like wrap up. Yeah. Which oh my oh but that fight. Which, that was such a good, yeah, so... Oh, wait, no, it was uh, Rappa. Sorry, Rappa was the villain they fought yeah. against. Yeah. Well, there's two down there. Yeah, yeah, so Tenge had the barrier, and Rappa yes. had the, the uh, like, like it, it was like a, it was a shoulder quirk or something like that that made him just insanely powerful. But, uh, yeah, like the, like, the weird, like, honor, like, bromance that those guys get into, it was just, it was, it was so on brand, right? Like, I, I was not mad about it at all. And that, that total, like, DBZ moment of where, like, he's, like, standing in front of Fatcom. He's like, I just need to defend a little bit until he gets his power. And he's, like, he's, like, harding <laughs> as hard as he can. Like, that's, I don't know. I, I, that's super hype. And I, f- I felt like it really felt this, uh, feel, it, it was, like, on brand for his character to have an interaction like that. And it was so good. And like you said, like, there was also that weird, like, that, that weird honor manliness thing between them, which was really cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like. It, 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 Go on, oh no! I was just gonna say, and from that fight too, like I was like, p- leading up to this, I was just I didn't I didn't really understand like why the fat gum relationship kind of happened. Like I mean, like Amaji, like and, like with fat gum and Amajiki, it was like okay, well they both eat, and like that it like plays a key part into Amajiki's quirk. But I never really understood the the relationship between fat gum and Kirishima. But they're both like strength quirks, right? Like at the end of it, and I was like. As soon as we saw an like, absorption course. Yeah, an absorption course. Yeah, exactly. Like this loses weight as he takes the hits. Yeah, and like I mean the similarities there are just like crazy, like when you think back to it, right? But at the time you're like, okay, I don't get Vacuum deal. But then we saw Daddy Vacuum and we're like, okay. Oh, well here it is. That's the best part about Kiyoshima is he gave us Daddy Vacuum. <laughs> Nothing else matters in season four besides hot Vacuum. Hot Vacuum was something else, but like Yeah, like I mean and it just like cemented it like even further right like i mean that like there was a reason he was picked by him and after 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 that point fat gum is just always in kirishima's corner like no matter what like he's always like he always just like shuts people down whenever they try and like talk shit it's about the him. all might to Deku- yeah, yeah pretty much yeah relationship now he's always in the back corner he's always gonna be pushing him and he's always there if something's gonna go wrong but he also is gonna give him enough room to grow as himself I don't know. I don't well, know if I don't know if Crimson Ride's still around or if he's just like I retired. But I, I really, I really want an interaction between those two. I really want to see it, like, because like it's such like it's such like he draws so much from that. 
Well, I mean, that like he's his backstory, right? Like, I mean, the 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 you know the lack of self confidence, like he developed all that because of because of you know his inspiration from Crimson Riot, right? So, I, I yeah, that's something I hope for. That's something I I really hope for. So I guess at this point, we're looking forward to whatever season five brings. How much of a role he'll still play, or if this was his one kind of season, and now he'll just be part of the main cast, or if he'll go back to being a little bit of a side character. Because we always seem to get a good chunk of him, and then he disappears for like a season. But we've never gotten this much of Kirishima. But overall, I think, as you kind of hear us talking, you guys kind of know what our feelings about Kirishima are now. But overall, how do you feel about the man? I, I love I love Kirishima. He rules. Um, I think he's uh, like a really good character. I really like the way that they ramped him up from being a side character into a main character. It was done super well. It didn't even feel forced. He had all, like like I don't know like like uh, Red Riot Unbreakable. It's just like it's such an iconic. It's like one of those iconic scenes. Um, like in 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 like the show and manga that like, I, it's just so good. And I think he's 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 probably gonna be like. If you if we were to skip towards the future, like I don't know, like end state or whatever, he's gonna be one of the one of the like top top twenty heroes easily, probably top ten. Yeah, I could I couldn't agree more. Like I mean, he is so quickly cemented himself amongst everybody, like amongst the main cast. You know what I mean? Like this isn't like a like he's not a B hero or like a B like uh, character in the show that you hope gets more screen time. It's just like no, he's like. He's in the forefront now. You you, you know, he doesn't get passed over, which is great. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, I mean, he's moved up in my personal rankings, even in the overall popularity. I think at the end of this last one, he was like the fourth overall. And that seems right. Like, he's just such a fun character. You always want to cheer for him. Like, he's a badass at this point. And like, as I've said so much, I think he's more ready than almost anyone else in Class 1A, even Class 1B combined to be a hero and that's being all the way cut up in the manga like that doesn't change this man is such a good student hero friend everything you'd want in a person he's it and i love kirishima he's easily one of my top four or five favorite characters in the show but i think we've really talked through a lot of like is there any additional favorite moments or anything like that you guys want to talk through i think we really talked through a lot of them because he doesn't have as many someone like a bakugo or todoroki where they have like little quips, like when you get Kirishima, you get Kirishima, and then you don't see too much of them. But, anyways, any other facts or anything like that? Like I know one quick one I had um, was that he uh, changed his costume design. So early, very early on, if you guys saw, all he had was the red pants and then just kind of those like rock looking. It was like cogs almost. That's what they. That's what yeah. they kind of look like. Yeah. And then he went through a costume design, is that he realized that when he was helping civilians that his hardening abilities would hurt them with his arms when he's carrying them. So he put, like, these reinforced sleeves on his outfits so not to hurt people when he's carrying or helping people while in his hardened mood. Oh, good, so good. if you see now, he has cool. sleeves versus, and, like, a chest versus uh, before when it was just all pure rock. I think he looked cooler beforehand, but the idea of, like, how he changed his costume to adjust for that I think was a cool little fact when I found it. Oh yeah, I'm just looking. I'm looking at it now, and like that, yeah, that you don't recognize it until like they call it out. Yeah, no, until you actually like notice that. Like, and like, I mean, it's the same color as his pants, so it looks like it looks like it all kind of really comes together. And then I, now that I'm just looking at the wiki, I just remember too, like in the first movie, his his suit and tie that he wears is the exact same colors of his costume. Oh yeah, like of course He's it is. On brand man, dude. <laughs> he does not mess around. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. 
But yeah, any other facts or anything like that? I mean, obviously his favorite food is meat, as James mentioned. His favorite thing, thing. in the world is manliness, which he keeps bringing up um, on and on. Um, he really just, yeah, he even made a mention um, at one point that his role in Class 1A is just to bring everyone together as his personality. He very much associates with Kaminari. Like, obviously, I do when saying both their names interchangeably, but they feel like they both very much are similar ways. But, yeah, anything else, really, about uh, Kirishima? Or I think this was a pretty good character deep dive. Just give me more Kirishima and Tetsu Tetsu. Just give me that team up more often, and I'll be I'll be so happy. God, let them start their own agency. <laughs> I was thinking the same <laughs> exact thing. only hardening and uh, stuff like that. That'd be such a fun thing if the 20-year jumps, like, oh, they're not top 10 heroes, but... They're just the best buds running like <laughs> one of the top agencies, but it make me happier than him being like the number three hero by far. Oh yeah, absolutely. But with that, thank you all so much for joining us for this character deep dive of Jiro Kirishima. It was super fun. We love the character. We know a lot of you guys do as well. So hopefully we didn't miss anything. If you did, you can always leave the comments and all that. James and Dylan will tell you where to do that. But as always, thank you so much. And if you do have recommendations for other character deep dives or who you want us to do next, let us know. And just send them in, like, one-word emails. Like, just, just hit us with a name. Don't or full <laughs> reasons behind. And you include theories. You include favorite moments. You include whatever you want to when you send in those character things. And we'll try to work them in. I know someone messaged us on Twitter yesterday saying, Hey, I have a theory. What do you guys talk about on the show? Lewis, I'm sorry I didn't get the response back to you quick enough. I would have loved to mention it on there. But I know you mentioned a couple favorite moments and why is your favorite character. So thank you so much for writing in about that. Uh, but yeah, make sure to you uh, tell all your friends with the Class One A podcast um, and hit us with that five star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. Yeah, and we have a we have a long time until the next season, um, so we're gonna be doing these special episodes every other week. So if you have any ideas for them, make sure you contact us at contact at popdop com or twitter dot com slash popped underscore off. Or if you want to check out all the other hype content we do, go to popdop com. But with that, thank you so much all for coming to class this Saturday. We'll see you all back here next Saturday.